welcome to episode 54 of Formidable Opponents, a show that fits three people who have known each other virtually their entire lives in a series of conversations as we argue what is best in a variety of fun, engaging, and critical pop culture topics we all debate about. I'm Randall, and with me as always, Bob and Joseph, and today we are joined by our guests, our friends from Canada, Turn of the Millennials podcast with Steffi and Lindy, and we're happy to say this week's topic is Best 90s Breakup Song. Breakups, they're never easy, but fear not, you're not alone. Well, you're alone romantically, but the good news is that theoretically, as long as you have music to tell your story, you're always in good company. To our lonely friends listening, (laughs) there is a remedy for those tears, and that cure for people who grew up in a certain era were those 90s breakup songs. It was a simpler time, a monoculture, and we all endured through the same obligatory songs all bands had to release at the time. Breakup songs from that era ran the full complement of emotions, sadness, indignity, catharsis, and denial, just to name a few. That's why we love them, because breakup songs can represent the ebbs and flows of the raw emotions we all go through. From the sudden grief of having been let go to the euphoric recall of finally understanding why you had to. The 90s were an eclectic decade for breakup songs because whether you wanted to wallow in sorrow or rebound victoriously, artists in that decade had every emotion covered, and music videos became soap opera companions to our favorite cuts, eliciting even more emotions. So whether you're into songs that mend the fragile heart, or I'm getting over you tracks, we got you covered. For this week, formidable opponents, along with our friends from Turn of the Millennials, are debating best 90s breakup song. With me today are the surviving members of Ace of Bass. Guys, welcome. (laughs) How's everybody doing? (laughs) I don't think that was called for, sir. That was uncalled for. (laughs) What's up? What's up? What's up? Happy afternoon. What's going on, everybody? First off, before we get started, Bob, uh, you got to give the people what they want in Canada. It's it's what they need. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I love you. There you go. (laughs) Talking about (laughs) apparently very popular. (laughs) We're gonna live that down. We're joined by our friends, Steffi and Lindy. How are y'all doing? Yes, girls. How are you doing? Doing fantastic, thank you. How are you? Doing, doing really good. Got some sunny days on the warm in the yep. summer, and we're good. Yeah, yes. summer. Can't wait. It's, summer, that means summer, like summer a, it's a it's a week, right? A week, a week uh, up there. A month. Right? <laughs> it's a month. about a month. You know. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, it's not just the last week of July. Really. <laughs> It's that's like Northwest Territories. Oh, uh, okay. Down here is the exact opposite. We get a month of winter and the rest is yes. fucking summer. Or at least it feels like summer. <laughs> it's <laughs> su- winter. Summer in Canada is winter in Texas. And we will say that. So it's just, it's miserable <laughs> all summer long here. Don't visit anybody. <laughs> For God's sakes, don't move here. So guys, we're joined today by our friends and we're going to talk a little bit about 90s breakup music. So I want to start off by asking the panel. Was the 90s the best decade for breakup music? If so, why? I, I don't think so. I think we've gotten a, a lot of great make uh, excuse me, makeup songs. <laughs> Wrong one. Uh, I think we've gotten a lot of uh, next great... Next week's show. Yeah, it's next week's show. <laughs> uh, I think we got a lot of great breakup songs through now and, and, and throughout the 2000s. So, Ask uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, apparently. You know, she's got them all out there. Um, so no, I, I don't think the 90s is the best. I think we got a lot of great ones and ones that we're going to talk about uh coming up soon but uh yeah no i think breakup songs in general just they, they can they can go through any they're generational doesn't matter what decade we're in 
I feel like it kind of goes with what kind of generation you're in. Like, I feel like with ours, we were kind of more like 2000s sort of breakup. So emo was kind of, I feel, in forefront for some people. And that was really what a lot of us kind of, I think, went to. So some of us might say 2000s is better, but we're here for the 90s. So let's talk about that. Yeah. I don't think think the the confessional here. Dashboard confessional (laughs) is big in high school. Really big. Human infidelities, Joseph. Bob, you're saying? No, oh, I was, I was, I was going to mention like the '80s. I think everybody was too busy partying and having a good time to 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 really write a, a extremely sad or heartbreaking breakup song. Not too much cocaine, huh? Not too much John- cocaine. <laughs> too much cocaine. <laughs> it's cocaine. That's what I'm saying. Not John Wayne. <laughs> what, what was that, Lindy? It wasn't what the masses wanted. You no. hit late '90s and early 2000s. Emo really took a hold, and you need those upsetting heartbreak. I'm down in the dumps. What was me kind of songs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, Kirk Cobain. Yes. We also, like, I think as a society, also at that point, we had 2001, we had 9 11, which I think as a society kind of brought us into that more sadder state at the time. Yeah, so I think our, our music and kind of reflected it too. Very true. That's a great yeah. point. We so were let going me... through a lot as millennials. Yeah, right? no shit. Yes, yeah. yes. There's still a are. lot. Yeah, we still are. Still are. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, never ends with us, guys. Well, I'll let you all speak on that. So, uh, <laughs> what type? Next question. What type of breakup song did you favor? The I'm heartbroken or I'm getting over this heartbreak breakup song. Which do y'all favor more? Depends on what mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think I probably I I. Uh, like gravitated toward the heartbreaking ones, the ones that made me want to cry, that made me feel bad for the singer. That I was just like, I just wanted to give her a hug. I agree. I'd, I I'd go with the 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 arm heartbroken ones. So because I think at I think in that moment, I don't know. Maybe we're looking for somebody to uh, who understands maybe what we're what 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 somebody's going through or what we're going through. So. Those getting over ones might make you feel better, but I think in the beginning, or for the most part of it, we're we're looking for that that song that uh basically is saying that everything that we're that we might be feeling uh and for for me because i don't cry uh the, the, song, crying, you're crying. <laughs> the song the song is what cries for me i listen these are, to it these aren't tears I, I just have really bad allergies yes and yes. i just nod i nod my head like yes everything this person is saying is exactly how i feel <laughs> that's 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 my opinion i don't know wow. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, you got to go. You got to go with the heartbreak ones, or the ones that that make you feel not the "I'm getting over you" type of song. Those nobody wants to hear that uplifting shit. They want to be able to cry along, or drink along with, or, or smoke along with whatever song that they're hearing that they can relate to. I think it could also depend on the nature of what like your breakup happened. Like sometimes if you like if you got cheated on, someone might just want to listen to like oh, a yeah. "You Ought to Know" screaming or like Khalees caught out there, like just That's scream true. your head <laughs> off and just be like, "I hate this dude so much." But if you were like, "Okay, you know he, you know we were lovers and first love or something," and they broke your heart and it was kind of like not amicable but still whatever, you might be more of that sad breakup. So I think it's really dependent on like also what the actual breakup was too is what the what it is. <laughs> I yeah, also got that. I, that. I can see that. Yeah. I also think 90s. I've been on both sides. Right? Definitely. I also think 90s videos provided more of the heartbreak because bands could like all dress alike and they could wear like uh, sleeveless vests and it would look. <laughs> We're like talking about to men here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the road. They could all dress the same. They could all be heartbroken. They could all be singing about the same woman. And it was normal. And I mean, I just think it just provided a, a better visual medium. And speaking of with. 
uh, speaking of which, I'm sorry. 90s breakup music partnered with so many visual mediums, as mentioned. The songs were featured on everything from music videos to a lot of TV and movie tie-ins. When I say 90s breakup songs, what is the first image that comes to your mind? Natalie and Bruley is torn. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one right there. Like her face in the camera, her bright blue eyes and like the shit going on in the background. That's a that's good image. That's a good one. I, I, I think of I think of Boyz II Men. I think you you nailed it with the with the vest and the matching sports coats and everything. Boyz II Men never really sang about anything happy, right. did they? On bended knee, end of the road, like <laughs> water runs dry. Right, it's, it's, it's a song for loneliness. Like the, all they talked about was sad songs. <laughs> I think, think for me, it would probably be, uh, and I think this came, it came on the nineties, right? I mean, it's just so, and we've discussed it before in other ones, uh, and thankfully, I don't believe anybody's picked. Nobody picked it. Sinead O'Connor's. Um, yes, I, that, I mean, they yeah. said that one fucking image of. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, I, well, I picked it. I picked Sorry. it, but that was I know, the greatest. I, one. I, yeah, I know you did. This but, I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's like the number one image. That's the one thing I. It's, yeah, it's probably going to come out on like one, with the if, single tier. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. tier. Yeah, exactly. Which, I don't think anybody did the single tier better than her. Then maybe I, uh, well, any of the siblings on Party of Five were pretty good at that too. But I think, I think Sinead O'Connor with that single tear rolling down her face, to me, that's the most visual heartbreaking image when I think about that. That, uh, that, that one and probably, probably, and it's two women, uh, and Lisa Loeb. Those oh, two, Lisa Loeb. Those two, those, those, those two videos. You're only saying that because you had a crush on Lisa Loeb. But, you know, <laughs> who didn't? Uh, <laughs> who doesn't? Right? I was going to say the other thing also, just like as an image in general, just in pop culture, was like sad girls crying and eating like ice cream to all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cliche, like 90s visual for breakups. It just seems like that was hand in hand together. I don't, like everybody hurts from REM. Yes, that as well. Right. <laughs> I don't know about Lisa Loeb. She kind of pranced her way through the video. I mean, mm. wasn't she like prancing her way around? But, I mean, that, what do you want her to do? You want her to be like dancing on the floor barefoot? <laughs> it's also, isn't it, one whole shot? Why do I got to be the only one crying? So Yeah, it is all in one shot, I think. I think yeah. right, the camera just follows her around. Yeah. yeah. So, Ethan Hawke directed it. What did, did pop-up video say about it? I love right? pop-up video. It's been so long, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> So Pretty guys, sure there might be one or two edits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last question for the uh, intro. Were most of these artists pigeonholed to this genre? We had so many one-hit wonders whose one hit was a breakup song. And I'll list a few. Tony Rich Project, Sinead O'Connor, Chris Isaac, Natalie Imbruglia, Lisa Loeb. We've already mentioned a few of them. So what do y'all think? Was that the way to get your hit out there was to be a sad heartbreak song? Why do we have so many one-hit wonders from that era? No, nah, I don't think so. I don't think th- I don't think that uh, you necessarily get tied into that title or that genre or whatever. I know that uh, a lot of bands in the '80s were doing that. You know, the the hard rock bands were kind of putting out their ballad. So I think that a lot of bands in the '90s kind of followed suit and, and wanted to have their ballad or their breakup song as well. But there's a lot of great bands, and we'll mention them in our honorable mentions that had multiple hits and not just uh, you know least sad or heartbroken breakup songs. I don't know. It, it, Chris Isaac, I, I, that's to me when I hear, and I'm sure, I'm pretty sure you're talking about Wicked Game, right? Yes. I'm assuming. Yeah. I don't see that as a breakup song. I don't know. To me, it's a, <laughs> to me, it's a love song. Yeah. I would agree with that. So, I I, so it I, as me. far as the sake of that, you know, that, I mean, I, yeah, Lisa Loeb had that. I mean, it, she's known specifically for that one song. I don't two. think it yeah, was. This a, is true. It, I don't, did, yeah, did her two, second one? But did it go as I, high as Stay I don't did. remember that song. <laughs> I don't. If I she's, a, she's playing acoustic guitar. Like, there's like a, a video, yeah, right? Where like she's in the. Yeah. Yeah. Retro 
50s music kind of yeah. style music video. It had some black and white shots and girls in like the 70s type like. But it might not have gone to number one. Mm. Which Maybe is not, the thing. It still, mm. it still rose pretty t- high on the charts. Even if it didn't go to number one, it still got pretty high. Yeah. Rand, it shocks me yeah. that you knew like multiple Smithereens hits, but you didn't know the second song for Lisa Loeb. It just freaks me out. <laughs> I remember the video. I do remember the video. As, as far as Chris Isaacs go, I, I think uh, his band is singing in the background. This girl is only going to break your heart. So, I mean, I, mm. I consider it a heart. I couldn't song. hear it through my tears. I'm sorry. <laughs> me, it always was more of like the lovemaking song instead of either love or a breakup song. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's a good Because it has that just tone to it. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. So, let's move on to our honorable mentions we'll start off with you bob who'd you have for your honorable mentions uh obviously shanae o'connor nothing compares uh boys to men end of the road or water runs dry extremes more than words obviously that one's a, just a great pick creative little pill wanted me to mention her pick was fuel shimmer it's a good little breakup song how am i supposed to live without you michael bolton uh that's not an honorable mention that's a real question michael where the fuck are you <laughs> is that i thought that song uh, was from the 80s <laughs> No, it's it's nineteen. Sure? It's like nineteen ninety. Yeah, positive. All right, looked it up. Uh, um, Vertical horizons, everything you want, and uh, STP's interstate love song. Pretty sure that was more than three. <laughs> no, that's all right. Know, We're I just know. gonna name them all because I got like twelve. Name them all. Like, yeah, me too. I got them all. Let's just name them all. Let's go. We're on. supposed to do three. Shit, I'm out of the loop. No, no, no. We'll well, that's what I was told, Lindy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We we we. We, we're bending I the rules. I just ruined everything. I just ruined everything. <laughs> all right, let's everybody just name all your – Lindy, <laughs> name as many as you want. You got a half hour. Go. <laughs> well, I'll give you my three because that's what I had to narrow it down to. <laughs> um, obviously, Torn by Natalie Imbruglia because she's literally the first thing that popped in my mind when this topic came up. Um, next one obviously had to be Crying by Aerosmith because it just – oh, such a great a song. Good pick. Good pick. Feels, and a great fucking video to go with it. It was. And Who Do You Love by Deborah Cox. Yes. I fucking Canadian. love that one. <laughs> love that one. It's a good song. We'll have to <laughs> look that one up. You, really? I don't know if I know that song. <laughs> <laughs> Lindy, it's the, it might have been our Canadian bubble why we might have known right, her a bit longer. My Canadian heart now, guys. Right? right? Yeah. <laughs> Joseph, what are your picks? Just a few real quick. Uh, I originally thought about Ace of Base, Don't Turn Around, uh, I mean, it was a huge hit. Uh, I got Crying by Aerosmith, uh, Don't Look Back in Anger, Oasis, Barely Breathing by Duncan Sheik. I, I believe that's yeah, a breakup that song. A one, to me, yeah. I've always seen it as a breakup song. Uh, Sandcastles in the Sand by uh, Robin Schabowski. <laughs> 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 <Great pick. laughs> and uh, this one's for, for Randy. I know it's... It's not necessarily 90s, but I just got to mention it. Hey, yeah. I mean, I got to throw that oh, one yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good pick. Go, go back and listen to other ones. <laughs> you know about that. In, I'm throwing There You Go by Pink in the ring, too. <laughs> go there for you it. Go. If you can do okay. it, I can do it. That there was like go. Jim Green's 2000. <laughs> as many as you want. Steffi, what do you got? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I kind of agree with end of the road because I always remember on the OC, there was one, my favorite episode, rainy day women. And he's like, why are you listening? He's like, this is the saddest song in the world. And then I was watching fresh (laughs) off the boat the other, or the other week. And I said to to Joseph that they were making, he was going through a breakup, the main character, and he was listening to end of the road and they made fun of the video. (laughs) So it's clearly a very sad song. (laughs) It is. Uh, never ever by all saints. Oh yeah, yeah. Good. I remember right? that one. Oh, Never yeah. ever to... by All Saints. Wow, I haven't yes. thought of that one in a while. Yeah, eight is eight. Yes, so good. Um, bottom of my broken heart by Britney Spears. Because you know it's like that first cute, you know, teeny bopper love, and that's we're that age. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had Always Be My Baby, Mariah Carey, Drive Myself Crazy, Unsync, I Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie Raitt, uh, Criminal, Fiona Apple, 
And then lastly, on my honorable mentions, but it has to be the extended version. It's all coming back to me now because in the extended uh. version, the words <laughs> where she says, the empty threats and hollow lies, whenever you tried to hurt me, I just hurt you even more and so much deeper. And I just feel like that's very indicative of a lot of people's relationships when you're in a huge fight and breakups. Like you Was just this Celine? Celine. Of course, Celine had to be brought up. Of course. Canadians on the show. We had to <laughs> we bring had to. Celine. So those were my honorable mentions. <laughs> so I'll talk a little bit about my honorable. I had more than three. Sorry, but I'm going to try to see. Yeah. Long, 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 go ahead. No, I'm over it. It's fine. Oh, sorry. I, thought, I thought I sent an update saying name as many as you want because everybody was like, I can't narrow it down to three. I was like, well, just name as many as you want. So I'm not the greatest at checking your Insta messages. Yeah, you should have been told. So Long December by Counting Crows. Oh, yeah. Adam oh. Durwitz, everybody says he's dated so many beautiful. If you listen to the song, you know why. Legendary Stickman. He had uh, both friends. He had Courtney <laughs> Cox and yes. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Hey, Jealousy by the Gin Blossom. Sort of a reflection breakup song. A Return of the Mac, as we covered uh, episode one. A breakup song. Mark he's Morrison. A whiner. Yes, he's heartbreak. A <laughs> Last Goodbye by Jeff Buckley. I also had Linger by the Cranberries. Torn by Natalie and Bruglia. Uh, Nobody Knows by the Tony Rich Project. Have y'all heard a song called Sukiyaki by 4 p.m.? It's all because of you. I'm feeling sad. You know, so uh, know oh, yes, song. yes, yes. Yeah. I know that song. So yeah. that's it. Sing it some more. I it need was, to hear it. <laughs> it was a cover of a song by Japanese singer Kayu Sakamoto from 1963. And ignorant Americans thought that the Japanese title was too difficult to say. So they titled it Sukiyaki, which is a Japanese beef stew dish. So very <laughs> just dumb, ignorant American racist stuff there. If I ever fall. If I Ever Fall in Love by, by Shy, which was a great song, Unbreak My Heart, Tony Braxton, and lastly, One More Time by Timmy T. And a great story on this song. Timmy T recorded this on an 808 drum machine that he brought at a garage sale, and he sent his tape out to every local radio station in his hometown on the West Coast. A DJ played the song. It shockingly was number one on the billboard. Do you guys remember the song One More Time by Timmy T.? No, I only remember Hit Me Baby one more time. <laughs> Great song. Check it out. I'm sure people my age remember the junior high dances. So. Don't box yourself in, Rain. Don't box yourself in. <laughs> Before we go on to our selections, we're going to break for a moment and talk a little bit about Athletic Greens. We're excited to tell everyone that it's this episode's sponsor once again. And Athletic Greens, guys, fundamental nutrition for just about everyone. It's fortified with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source nutrients. And let me tell you all, I played a little basketball this weekend, and you know I had my low post game going. I was playing against uh, guys half my age, and I was actually hitting some shots. Well, I called a lot of fouls. I don't know about hitting some shots. <laughs> and I, w I felt great, and I knew something was different. And I was, you know, getting more cardio in. But Athletic Greens has made a big difference in my life. There's no acidity to it. It tastes great. It's better than pills or capsules. It's easy to drink. It's delicious. And I just felt a lot healthier. It's, incre it's incredibly convenient. It tastes great. And for your health, for your benefit, we urge you all to check out athleticgreens.com. Get yourself some Athletic Greens. It'll change your life. It'll help you with your workouts, your mental state. It's incredible. And use our special checkout code EMERGING. That's E-M-E-R-G-I-N-G. Athleticgreens.com. Check it out. So now we will go on to our selections. And first we have <laughs> Bob. Who do you got for us, Bob? Oh, man. This one was pretty easy for me. I had to go with No Doubts, Don't Speak in 1996. It's the most heartbreaking breakup song of the 90s across all genres. Doesn't matter if you're into 
pop or, or, or ska or rock or alternative or grunge, you knew this song and it broke your heart and hurt you every time you heard it on the radio, which is quite often because it spent 16 long weeks as the most played song on U.S. radio. Kind of ironic. So you couldn't go anywhere in any mall, in any store, in any elevator without hearing this damn song. And if you're heartbroken, you know it caught you. It got you real good. This song has extremely sad lyrics, even more devastating when you find out that Gwen Stefani wrote them uh, after their bassist, uh, Tony Canal, also known as the dumbass, broke up with her <laughs> after seven years. I mean, what an idiot, right? If only he knew. If only he could see a little bit into the future. I know at least one of y'all has... You and me, I can see us dying, are we, written in one of your yearbooks. I urge you all to go back and look through them. I guarantee you this is written next to somebody's picture of their ex. The lyrics, the sound, uh, Gwen's broken voice, the the popularity of the song, uh, Gwen's rise, the superstardom, all made this song one of the greatest of the 90s and definitely the best breakup song of the decade. It's one of my favorites. I know it's one of the first songs I think of when I hear 90s breakup song or any breakup song, really. It's a CD that I owned. It's a song that I heard over and over repeatedly a lot. I'm not ashamed to say, you know, it's it was one of my favorites. What did you all think about this song? Wait, wait, don't tell me because it hurts. <laughs> I'll kick it off. Ironically enough, don't speak is what I tell Bob when it's somebody else's turn to talk on the show. <laughs> so this was originally a love song. While you, as you mentioned, Bob, while Gwen and Tony Canal were still dating, after they broke up, she rewrote the majority of the lyrics to reflect that, right? Only the chorus remained mostly unchanged. Unchanged. So Gwen Stefani was able to express the breakup while Canal internalized it. Attaboy, Tony. Compartmentalize the hurtful emotions like a man should. Right. It's great because it examines mutually hurt, you know, experiences, the one who is let go and the one who is letting go. So I, I like that dual perspective, Bob. I thought the, the song captured it very well. Uh, that line, you and me, I can see us dying, are we? I love that they explored that aspect of heartbreak. Because when you know it's going to happen, we've all been there in the relationships. When we know it's about to end, the months, the weeks, the days that are leading up to the breakup are oftentimes more heartbreaking than the actual breakup. When you know it's about to happen, the foreshadowing, the anticipation. Sonically, it's their best song. The melodies, uh, the Spanish guitar, her voice, it's all very 90s. I think it's a great breakup song. And although Gwen sounds sad, rhythmically, it's not the saddest sounding breakup song. The true saddest part of this song is that Gwen blew up and got bigger than the band, and the video was self-aware showcasing it. I think it's a great breakup song, but I also think it doesn't really... I think it's more beautiful than it is heartbreaking. What do you all think? Gwen is overrated. I just I'm, Currently, I find Gwen is a little overrated just with her whole being married to Blake Shelton right now and being on The Voice. She just kind of annoys me recently. But back in this day, like, I loved Tragic Kingdom, the album. I loved yes. Sunday Morning, the song. Like... Uh, this was prime. Like I loved, no doubt, Gwen at this time, and it was. It is a pretty. It is a pretty good song. Um, but you know, like I said, it is. It's. It has that little bit because of the ska. It still has that their ska background they came from. It still has that little more uppity to it that it's not fully like sad or depressing. You still got that little thing that keeps a little uppity for me, but it's still a good, great song. Love it. Coincidentally, uh, Sunday Morning Gwen is my favorite Gwen. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but uh, no, I think this this one is, um, out of uh, all of our selections, when Bob chose this one, I, I thought to myself, well, you know, that's going to be probably one of the ones that a lot of people might gravitate to, not you specifically, Steffi, obviously, <laughs> as you just said. Uh, but I think this one's cool. I like this one because um, this is a breakup 
kind of happening in front of our eyes. And it's weird. And I think what um, the difference between maybe some of the selections that we're going to get into, maybe some of our honorable mentions, these are all breakup songs that I think, you know, they're after the fact. And so this one, as you read the lyrics, as you go with the song, uh, I thought it was cool. Like, it's like, I mean, just the opening lines, uh, I feel like I'm losing my best friend. I can't believe this could be the end. This is like, oh, she's, the story is being told as it's happening and you're you're hearing more and more of it as the song goes. So I, I do think that was kind of cool. And yeah, most definitely, it's it's probably one of the um, uh, more well-known uh, and probably more recognized breakup songs. So this is a, it's, it's a really good, good pick. Lindy, thank you. Yeah, no, I would agree with everything everybody said, although I think she's been overrated since Hello That Girl, just saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I really liked how they did the music video to this song because, yeah, it was about her and Andre, right? That's his name? Tony? <laughs> uh, Tony, Tony? Tony. <laughs> Tony Canal. Uh, Andre's, Andre's the other guy, right? Adrian. Uh, Adrian. Not is the drummer. Uh, mm. my Andre's a giant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like, Andre 3000. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love how they, yeah, they related the video to um, the song and her becoming more of the star than the band. Like mm-hmm. you really saw their hurt and the pain on all of their faces, including hers. Mm-hmm. But I gotta, I have to like make one comment about the video. If she would not get away with it now, would be the bindi that she wears. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah good <laughs> point. Not get away with that now. Yeah, Just she did, and she did a lot of that back then. But um, she did. You know, that's a different. Time. Madonna. You know, that's not true, not, yeah. not not necessarily that that thing, but just like her style in general. She was always like, you know, and, and yeah, yeah. And but nowadays, yeah, I probably couldn't do it. So. In the Oi to the World video, she's got a little bit more of yeah, Indian dressing and style in that too, as well. Song. It is yeah. great song. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe you could speak on this a little bit, Bob. But that re- that song sort of explores how this person in your life is your favorite person, your best friend, and once that relationship ends, it seems like the totality. It's like. How do you spend all these months and years with this person by your side and you love everything about this person, but once the breakup occurs, that's it. I mean, this person is 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 a different realm, maybe out of your life or a different oh, yeah. uh, relationship. Is that was that part I of know, the I know, I mean, yeah, for sure. Then like reading the whole backstory, she had been with Tony for over seven years and it was like her first serious boyfriend and and her breaking up with him, not a mutual thing. You know, I'm I'm sure it was extremely heartbreaking for her. If you read the lyrics, I think the lyrics are extremely underrated. The lyrics are, are very sad. They're very heartbreaking. Like Joseph said, you can see it all developing. It's not just like the aftermath of them breaking up. It's like happening right there in real time, which I, I think helps it to stand out a little bit. It's a it's a great breakup song. I, I think it's on everybody's top ten at least. It's just rhythmically. I think a lot of people think like, "What you want it not- to sound more like more than words?" I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I want to be yes. I, I want to be more sad. My soul to be ripped from me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Agreed. Well, this is probably another reason why this band actually survived because they made a heartbreak song that sounded a little more like themselves rather than changing their entire sound to make a heartbreak song. You know, really soft and really sad, and then after that, never heard from again. Good point. Mm-hmm. I relate so hard to this song. Did you break up with your bassist too? Uh, <laughs> you got to elaborate. I, we were together over seven years and it killed me to break up with him, but I had to. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. You got to go. You got to go. You got to. You got to. But I'm Yikes. super fucking happy now. Getting married in five months. Yay. All right, congratulations. Congrats. Yes. Thanks. All right. So actually, Lindy, Don't you're up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm up. It's you my got- turn. Right. I'm up. It's your turn. Right. Um, so, Let's hear about but, how happy you are <laughs> <laughs> with this song, which is hopefully you don't experience this song in your relationship. Song, yeah, I can't say I personally relate to this song because, you know, this particular thing has never happened to me with children involved. But um, I went with You Were Mine by Dixie Chicks or sorry, the Chicks. 
only because this song gives me probably the most physical reaction when listening to a breakup song. It's like you hear sad songs that can make you cry. This song makes me cry every time I listen to it, every single time. And one of the lines in it that really, really gets me is the part where it says, I can give you two good reasons to show you love's not blind. He's two and she's four and you know, they adore you. Oh, so how can they tell yeah. you change your mind yes. like that? Just thinking about it makes me want to cry right now. Like I can feel it. I'm just, like, yeah, but I just, I love this song so much. And if I'm ever in a really shitty mood, if I'm sad, I'll, I'll throw on this song and just remember my life's not this bad. Joseph speak on it. Speak. Sorry, I didn't know. I, sorry. I didn't know you were <laughs> it was Joseph that too busy wiping the tears from his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, uh, Joseph, it's he okay. hugged his dog and he ran back. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, um, this pick it's easy. It's very easy to listen to. I know, um, they're the, or they were the Dixie chicks, uh, the chicks now, but, um, I think that Natalie is her name. Clearly the real star, uh, out of them all. Just How saying, dare you? Uh, no, look, Christ. dude, no, but she listen, is. I, like I said, I don't really know them. So, I, so maybe there's other songs off of the uh, many albums that they've done where the other two girls are, are featured, but every, it seems like every single that was released, you, you clearly hear Natalie more. Um, yeah. so I, I, that's just to me, like I've always just, uh, you know, put, you know, the chicks is Natalie. You know, but anyway, that's just thing. Good story uh, in the song. Uh, now single mother, from from what I gather, um, trying to make sense of uh, her former lover up and leaving her for some for someone new. Uh, the lyrics seem typical, you know, basic breakup heartbreak song uh, in the beginning. But like you mentioned, that end part, uh, that's where um, the, I can give you two good reasons. Uh, he's two and she's four and you, and you know, they adore you. God, like that's the part that mm-hmm. that gives you the the song, the little extra and, and tongue and tugs at your, at your heartstrings. And I think, uh, and, and you think to yourself, God, what a douchebag. Um, <laughs> so I think, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, at first it's, it's, it's an easy song to listen to. Like I mentioned, great, uh, music and uh, like I said, the lyrics are, aren't too crazy or not nothing too fancy, but then it gets you with that end part. And I thought that was crazy. Again, strong candidate based on the lyrics alone. Uh, the music uh, is somber and it adds to it. And I think it's a really good selection, to be honest with you, based on that one part alone. <laughs> go for it, Lena. Go for it, Steph. Go for it, Steph. What? You have that face. Oh, I do, because for me, well, for one, I'll say for when it comes to chicks, I would rather go with Cold Day in July or with or with or without you. The reason and I, I go against every single one of you because I was this child of divorce and it is not always this fault. This one triggers me and it actually makes me very angry at this song. Why didn't you tell me this when I chose it? (laughs) You know my situation. You know exactly how it happened. But no, I find no for me, any cheesy ploy in a breakup using children because uh, i'm a child of divorce my mom used me in that sort of way with my dad and so to me it puts me in that like almost like bringing me back to my childhood triggering situation so for me i find it always a weak ploy to use children because i was that child so that's the reason i can't do this one like i said cold day in july or without you Absolutely. And I can see why other people would love it. It's the children thing and that. But because I was the kid, I have a very different view on the song. I, I, I was going to, I'll add to that one. I think this song's a little bit too serious for me. I mean, it's 96. We were teens. We were, you know, we, we weren't adults yet. And the, the, the topic of it is divorce. So I couldn't really connect to it as a, as a big time uh, breakup song. Although if you're getting divorced, this That's is definitely fair. the anthem for it. Absolutely. Uh, this isn't the high school breakup type of, you know, 
uh, first love type of thing. This is like the real shit. This is real. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just a song I couldn't really connect to as well. Like now, I mean, nowadays as you're older, yeah, of course. But uh, thinking back on it, like in when did it come out? In like ninety five, ninety seven, I think. Ninety seven. Yeah, so like yeah. I was, we were still teens, so I, I really couldn't, wouldn't be able to connect to this back then. With or, without you, definitely that one. I think that one's, I think that one has right. the edge. Or over like this one. that one's more of a sadder cold song day in July, me. where she's like, it's, you said it would be a cold day in July when you'd leave me. Like that's, you know, especially in Texas. I'm sure you guys don't have cold days in July. <laughs> never we so you know whole days in november exactly so it's, you know <laughs> you would never leave her come on <laughs> and he did so i have to applaud this selection this was the only song from our selections i had never heard and it was a complete i know we're from texas i've never heard this song by the i can't name five dixie chicks songs to save without my life you, i thought without you is like their biggest hit well like it likes to me it's one of their biggest hits and it's a really sad song I, and I have to agree with Joseph. I think Natalie Maines is the star of. I can't even name the. What, what are the other two? Winona and, and Marty and uh, Emily. Naomi. Okay, I, I have Wilson no idea. Phillips. Is that what you're naming right? <laughs> so Natalie. Hold Maines, on for one more day. It's such a tremendous voice. The fact that they brought parenting kids into this song when she's singing that lyric that you just mentioned, Lindy, how am I going to explain it to our two young children? Ah, that was tough. How am I going to, ex- and I mean, how is she going to explain their father's puto behavior? I mean, it's, it's just, it's, just, it's horrible. You have right? to explain that one to our millennial friends. You just say it. You literally just have to say it. Unfortunately, it's, that's, it's, it's horrible. I think the fact that they're all singing sort of takes away from the sting and the excoriation because I know that they're, you know, harmonizing. And I get it. It makes for a better sonically in- enticing song, but they're all singing. I wish this was like a Natalie Maines solo acoustic version. I think it would have given more effect. They still have each other and they still take their wine tours and they still make their charcuterie boards together. So they're not exactly lonely, okay? It's charcuterie, sir, Char- and they're delicious. Charcuterie. <laughs> I love the cheese. All right, I'm having a hard time feeling sorry for three ladies who perpetually look like they can afford below-ground pools and have some nice Airbnbs to stay in. Their ski trips and their TikTok dances will endure. They'll be okay. It's the kids who I feel sorry for. And judging by the Dixie Chicks 90s hairstyles, it's the restaurant managers they'll encounter who I feel sorry for. But I do have one suggestion. It for this music video, Eric Roberts recast as the asshole husband, I think would have been phenomenal. Eric Roberts. Yes. What's Eric wrong with Roberts for everything. Like, the best or what? Why do we want to make that guy the bad guy? Like, is it his look? It's because like, his, his look. Nice. Yeah. His sister was so much nicer. He has, he he has a, a beautiful, young, talented daughter who is probably the sweetest thing in all no, her movies. No, no, but yeah, uh, no. this guy looks like a piece of shit Have you seen her, her latest stuff? She's not the sweetest thing. Joseph, get off the Disney channel, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I didn't even know she was in Disney, so that says something yeah. about you. <laughs> I mean, I, she might be a child of divorce, too, because that guy's just... Uh, he plays just a perfect asshole in, in every mm. everything he's in. So yeah. I would have recasted him. So we'll go on with uh, Joseph's selection. <laughs> Who do you got for us, Joseph? All right. I picked uh, Let Her Cry by Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, the lyrics tell the story of a patient man in love with a woman who is irresponsible, alcoholic. He keeps trying to save her and salvage the relationship even as he sees the toll it's taking on him and the probable brutality of his attempts to keep it together. That's supposedly what this means. Okay, what this story is about. To be honest with you, I, oh, except uh, that's what the these lyrics are supposedly about or the story that it tells. But in real life, supposedly this song was written actually all that 
bullshit. It's about Darius Rucker's behavior in a previous relationship. So for the song, he switched the the gender roles of of how the story is being told. With that being said, uh, I just wanted to say technically that's what the story is about. But I hope that uh, with my song and with your song, you know, each of you all had your own interpretation to what the lyrics meant. To me, I always hear this song as, yes, a relationship that clearly isn't working out. And both of them are trying to make it work. Uh, they, I, they, I wake up alone. I woke up alone, found a, a note saying, uh, I'll may, maybe be back someday. Wanted to look for you. Uh, you walked in. I didn't know what I should do. I mean, it's all like, it's all there. If you listen to out this whole song and, and the lyrics just keep going, it's clearly, I, I didn't hear the, the alcohol part or the, you know, drugs or, or situation. I really, I've never really heard that until I actually looked it up. So to me, I always just thought it was a song about a, just a very poor relationship between two people that clearly can't or want to try to make it work. And it just doesn't and they're still for some reason living with each other i know this song uh i I mean when i hear it that's uh the lyrics are all there it's all clearly in the songs i've seen firsthand how uh this song affects uh men when they're drinking and in the midst of uh, a heartbreak i saw this when once at a party when we were younger i'll just leave it at that bob knows uh was it you bob (laughs) don't mention that it wasn't him but i'm not gonna say yeah yeah, but the death of the party I'm just telling you, Bob can confirm the the effects that this song had on a man <laughs> in the midst of, of, a, of a breakup situation and when alcohol was involved. I mean, let her cry. I mean, it happened. Like, <laughs> let's just put that out. I mean, but yeah, that part's that that part to me has always been like really, really heartbreaking. Again, I, there, to me, I've always seen them as living together. The the part where where he says, "Last night I tried to leave, cried so much I could not believe." Like, like you all are killing each other. To me, that's the song has always, like I said, meant. Uh, she was the same girl I fell in love with long ago. She, uh, this is the first time I guess uh, I mentioned really uh, drug issues. Where she says she went in the back to get high. Uh, I had never, like I said, seen it as drugs or alcohol being the 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 issue in the relationship. I just thought the person went to go get high to try and take their mind off of it. Uh, set, but that part. That part in uh, that oh this this part I think right here makes everybody like fucking especially like in the instance of the story that I, I told a little bit right now without names I sat down on my couch and cried yelling oh mama please help me like that shit like you, you can be like drunk and if you're really in a bad situation and you hear that shit this you might you know do the the Sinead O'Connor one tier thing <laughs> at that point that's probably and then and then she walk away a song about the in the midst of a breakup uh, as opposed to uh the the prior or or the aftermath uh we're seeing two people that like can't get this shit to work doing harm to each other by staying together and just watching it all like it's all falling apart throughout this song so that's that's why i picked this song did you get choked up there? Attaboy, Joseph. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> birds were chirping, too. All right. You heard birds? Yeah. <laughs> I got Steph- earphones on. I can't hear shit. <laughs> Steffi, what do you got to say about this song? Um, I, I I do like this one. Um, Also, being the country fan, I love Darius because he went country now. And there's one of his songs, If I Told You, so good. So I'm also down for this. I love it. I had said the exact same thing. Like, maybe wrote a note. Maybe someday I'll be back someday. Like, that kind of hits home because I've... Over the years, I've talked to so many guys that have said some girls have just ran out on them so often. Like, don't leave a note. They pack up and, like, they're at work and they come home and the girl's stuff is gone. And so, like, I just feel like in that song, like, that just very much represents a lot, apparently, a lot of girls out there. I've never been one of them. Thank Jesus. God. I have always faced my breakups. <laughs> <laughs> but I have heard a lot of, I've, I've met a lot of guys, even some of my exes over the years that have been through this. And I'm just like, 
How can a girl be so like vicious like that to not even explain to him why she's leaving, why she's going and stuff like it hurts and it sucks, but you got to do it. So I like, I agree like this, like, and yeah, you sit, you sit down on your couch and cry and you just, so yeah, I, I kind of agree with this one. It was definitely like, I think it's one of those, those feely ones is pretty good. <laughs> it's funny that, that Joseph mentioned the, the whole buddy crying. That's what I had in my notes. This is a song you make fun of your buddy for, for listening to in the middle of a party. Yeah, um, it's, 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 a, it's a sad song, but I always picture that now. I think our buddy kind of ruined this song for us. I don't see it. Does he listen to us? Song no. As, as a sad song, you, you know doesn't. exactly who he is. Anyways. Uh, you, yeah, you know who he is, but we're not going to we're not gonna say names. name afterwards, and you'll be like, holy shit. Anyway, yeah, like, that's what I can't get that out of my head. You know, us being at a party, everybody having a good time, and this guy putting it on, like, skipping to the next song and putting it on, and you're like, what the fuck? And this was back in the day before iPods. This is like a CD. You Did know, he put it on repeat, too? Putting on a CD. I'm sure we heard it more than once that night. Yeah. Oh gosh! <laughs> oh yes, ruining the vibe, ruining the vibe. Everybody go home. The party's over. I don't get the. Let me ask you a question, Joe. So why does he call up for his mom? Do you, do you do you get he's that heartbroken? That's something that kind of always. I, I mean, granted, I, I, I what's think his name did it in with with uh, uh shit. Now I'm blanking. Bohemian Rhapsody. But why why do you think he calls up for his mom here? I think. I it's th- a- Go ahead, Joseph. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Randy. No, I, I was. I, I think that's what he's like. Oh, mama, that's what he calls his his woman. Like, hey, mama, like just the way Slater would call Jesse Spano, mama. <laughs> you know. But that's uh, my theory, Joseph. What do you? No, think? I, I I think he's actually like, and I don't know his his personal uh, story, his actual uh, Jarius Rucker's um, actual mother, but maybe it was a point of view like where the the individual in this song uh, is. I don't know. Maybe he's calling out to his mother, like, "Mom, help me!" Like, I'm, I'm fucking heartbroken, and 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 we as people, uh, men and women, I mean, who do we run to when we're just fucking hurting? We run, to our, we run to our mothers, <laughs> you know, our alcohol, our you know, so or, or also, something. No, you know? no, that's that's a good point. Just a good point. Who usually runns to your well, mom, right? Well, the other thing I would say is like, if maybe if his mom, ha- if we knew in a previous, if he's, she's passed on, maybe yeah, he can, he can uh, reach out to his mama is just screaming out to her because she's not around. Who knows? So good point. It's, do you just need your mommy? Just need your mommy. It's yeah. true. Now, although, like I said, I, I didn't, I didn't, I've never heard the song uh, as that, like a, a man who's with a woman who drinks and does drugs nonstop and who supports her and tries to, to help her and still be by her side, even though she does all this shit. I've, I never heard it as that. Again, as I read, though, he said that uh, he switched the roles of that. Uh, I don't know why. You just do the song about yourself. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's kind of weird to switch the roles and say, oh, it's the women who, who, who's the fucking problem. And when he was, was trying really, to get other women, when, Joseph, it, when it was really him. Exactly why. Um, he didn't so, want to come off as super toxic. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I guess. But, you know, but yeah, I never heard it as that. I And I hope, like I said, that, you know, each of these... I believe each of these songs kind of have, have had their own interpretation or own meaning when you heard it. So that that's kind of like how I, I've, I've always seen this song. I, I Not like how it's described, I guess. What and the think? still living together part in yeah. this housing market? I could understand why they still have to live together <laughs> after a breakup. Maybe they live with his mother. That's why he's like, oh, mama, how are we going to make the rent? <laughs> how are we going to make the rent, mama? <laughs> Two grand a month for rent. How are we going to feed ourselves? come on for a one bedroom for a one bedroom two grand a month come on <laughs> I groceries nowhere in the middle of fucking nowhere 
Letter B. Just letter B. Letter B. Cry. Letter cry. Let, let, let you, you like your internet? Who's going to pay for the Netflix account? <laughs> I don't pay for my Netflix account, so. L- Lindy, what Shh, do don't, you- don't let anybody know that. Yes, don't tell them. They'll, they'll keep raising the price on us. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this song, Lindy? Oh, man, this couple is super toxic. They need yes, to just fucking that. separate. <laughs> I got that. That's what I hear when I hear this song. I'm just like, wow, you guys just need to take some time. Like, <laughs> he writes him a note and fucks off, doesn't tell him where she's leaving. Maybe she has told him repeatedly and he just hasn't heard her yet. So she was like, well, fuck you and snapped and left. <laughs> I've been there. And then she comes back as an addict. Because that's how I view it. That's yeah. me too. Me too. She fucked off to deal with her emotional issues from her toxic relationship. So she goes out and starts doing drugs, comes back, comes back as an addict. And he's got to leave her in order to not get dragged down with her. Maybe I she was always an addict and went on a bender? I definitely feel that too. Right? <laughs> I, I relate to the song as well. <laughs> I think it's hands it's down. Those, like, Go you're ahead. better off without her songs. You're, so you're yes. better off without yeah. her songs. Yes. And I, I would say, you know, it's hands down their best song. Um, that's not saying much. No, Hootie and the Blowfish is actually a, a really good band. I enjoyed them. Cracked Rear View was a huge album in 1994, so much so that their next album, Fairweather Johnson, was rushed and it didn't get as much acclaim. So they kind of messed up on it. Hootie and the Blowfish. Up with the title. <laughs> Hootie and the Blowfish was a very different band. They looked like four buddies who would play at a small bar at a beach, and they exploded thanks to MTV, David Letterman, and everyone who realized, hey, it's okay to be happy up until this song, right? This song, I believe, saved them from being a one-trick band. All their songs were very sing-songy, talking about holding hands, talking about I want to be with you. And then they released this song, and that made them a band that was, you know, the epitome of like, okay, they're singing about you know, heartbreak. And they didn't do that before. And they did it very well with this song. And Darius Rucker has modestly stated, if this is the song that defines the band's legacy, he would be fine with it. And rightfully so, because it's an incredible song. In an interview, he also stated, he reversed the roles, Joseph, you mentioned this, of the song. And it's being sung about his, from the perspective of his girlfriend at the time, not his. Um, The ultimate, I can't fix the person I'm in love with, so I have to let him go. What a gut punch, but they don't let go. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you about this in a minute. The fact that they look so mild-mannered hooting the blowfish makes it even more so relatable these guys weren't wearing like leather chaps and they didn't have like cool hair they look like everyday guys so when we see a guy in a ball cap and a bunch of dudes who look like you know college students singing about heartbreak we relate to that more so i think the visceral aspect really helped us out and here are my two gripes joseph and we've all been there We've all had to sit and have a beer with that friend who has his or her heart broken, right? Three beers into that that friend hurting, the emotions are pouring, and the memories, and you're there for them. It's getting kind of annoying, right? And, and this song is your friend after about the sixth or seventh beer, mixing with a few shots. The, oh, mama, please help me. Won't you hold my hand? And it gets annoying. When I, what I'm trying to say is that the song at its crescendo, re- crescendo represents every annoying, dramatic, over-the-top, overtly emotional, drunk friend who couldn't handle the impending demise of their relationship. And I should know because I've been that guy, right? <laughs> number two, 
actually, I don't go out and get you know high every time I get uh, uh, dumped. I go and get another degree. That's why I have a terminal degree. Every time I got dumped, I went back to college. That's why I have a PhD. And that true story. We won't get into it. But number two, is this really a song about a breakup? I think it's about a guy trying to salvage a damaged relationship. And in some parts of the song, he's enabling his girlfriend's toxic behavior instead of leaving her or helping her. I think it's a guy who is, woe is me. I'm not going to leave this girl. If she leaves, whatever, let her cry, let her go. But he's not doing anything to break up the relationship of this horribly toxic, you know, uh, uh, relationship that they have going on. He does say let her be, though. I think, like, if she leaves and let her be, then yeah, stop bro. going after the her. The sun let, comes let, up let, tomorrow. Let, yeah, let it, let it be. be. Let it go. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. I, I, I got you there. But to me, like, yeah, it, the break apart, like how they mentioned as well, although it's subtle, it's and it's really just, yeah, and it's like he's finally, like, saying, like, just let her go, let her be, and, and sun comes up tomorrow, just let her be. Like, it's done. It's done. It's over. Like, just fucking let it go. And I think you did that. I think, no. <laughs> so I think, you know, but I, I hear your point and, and that's kind of, you know, throughout, that's, you know, basically throughout the whole song, you, you hear these people that just can't, or the guy that can't let go or the people that, you know, just shouldn't be together. But yeah, at the, in the end, it's just, you know, let her, let her go, let her be. So Joseph, I think if, it does if, qualify. If you could shout the whoa mama, please help me part. We'll let you win this one. If you could do it just like Darius. No. <laughs> no, not even a try. My Mom, dog will man. flip out and start barking and then we'll have to edit that out. <laughs> Let's go on with Steffi's pick. What do you got for Steffi? All right, so my pick um, is kind of, which is funny because you asked the whole about the visuals with videos and stuff. This is kind of why I sort of picked mine was because the song and the video just go hand in hand together. It tells the story in the video. I chose Always by Bon Jovi. Uh, it was released in 1994. It was a new song on the Crossroads Greatest Hits album. Uh, it was actually supposed to be originally written for a movie called Romeo is Bleeding, but they were unimpressed and he decided to go unimpressed with the movie. So he decided to not put it in the movie anymore. Uh, the song spent six months on Billboard Top 10 and became their best selling single in the US. One million copies US, three million worldwide. Only number four in the US, but it hit number one in Canada and other countries. Yeah, because we know the value of music. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, and then, so there was actually, it's certified platinum and gold. There are three different versions of it. There's an album version, a single version, and a radio edit. The video uh, stars Carrie Russell, uh, Jason Wiles, and Carla Gugino. Gugino? Yes. Gugino? Yep. Okay, yes. I got it right the first time. Yep. Um, Jack Noseworthy. And, <laughs> and Jack Noseworthy, yeah. And Jack Noseworthy, yeah, no, that's right there too. Yeah. Is he the painter? Was he the painter? No, he is the... So. No, he was the original boyfriend. Oh, the original boyfriend. Oh, the original oh, boyfriend, okay. The blonde. Um, and it was directed by American television director Marty uh, Kulner. And it has actually amassed over 813 views as of March 2022 20, on YouTube as well. So it has still clearly found views as well since, you know, post the MTV Much Music World. Uh, the song just talks about a guy and how he's being broken up with. Um, and it's funny because it actually starts with this Romeo is bleeding. So hence the movie Romeo is bleeding. Kind of funny. And he just talks. The video kind of, I don't know if it portrays the same thing, but the video is basically, Dick guy said, he's this girl just dating some guy. She goes out to do a painting, cheats on her boyfriend. And then he kind of revenge cheats with Carrie Russell, I believe, or something like that. I don't know. It's been a while since I'd watched the video. Uh, you didn't it's reverse. It's in reverse. Reverse. It's, Sorry, it's reverse. Yeah, he, he cheats on her with Carrie Russell, and then she goes yeah, and cheats, she goes with, and cheats with on the painter. painter. Yes. That's what yeah. it is. 
Um, And then he ends up burning the painting after he finds out, which, come on, that's like, you know, just that visual of just how upset he is and how angry you are after finding out someone cheats on you to burn this thing that she thought was so valuable. And you just see her heart break as he does it. The song, and it's just such a great song. Uh, uh, The what, like, he just, it's been raining since you left me. He's drowning in the flood. He's always been a fighter without her. He gives up. It's... You just feel this guy longing for the girl in the song. Um, Your pictures that you left behind are just memories of a different life. How many times have any of us gone through boxes of old breakups, ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend pictures? And you're like, and at some point, depending, you can look at back if you're far enough away and be like, you know what? Those were some good times. It's definitely a different person, a different life of myself. But, you know, you can look at it's just I don't know. I just like this one because it just encapsulates all of the whole breakup i'll kick it off first of all i think on instagram we all should post pictures of our exes just as a <laughs> you know as an homage <laughs> as an homage to the song oh, right? <laughs> no. you definitely want to relate to that uh dixie chick song don't you ren you're gonna get divorced <laughs> after you do that <laughs> Uh, this Romeo is bleeding, but you can't see his blood. Epic intro. I love that intro to that song. So this video, as you mentioned, Steffi, featured uh, those two 90 actor guys whose name I can't remember. Bon Jovi, of course. Carla Gugino and Felicity. Uh, Carrie Russell. And it was like a six-minute hair salon commercial. Everybody had tremendous hair. Everybody <laughs> I was like, I, was je- I have right? a guy. Right? I have no. I have no hair. But everybody in this video, I was so jealous. I I could only watch two minutes of it, and I had to stop <laughs> because everybody's hair. So I want to ask this question, and I was going to ask specifically to Bob and Joseph, but everybody. Wait, no guy in his right mind would pol- would pick Felicity over Carla Gugino, especially in the nineties. What do you guys think? I I like Carla Gugino. Felicity was like, had nicer hair. Perf- no, yes. Carla Gugino was perfect. They're both very, very beautiful. They're very beautiful. <laughs> they're very beautiful. No but yeah, I've, I mean, Carla Gugino does not. I mean, she doesn't age either. Too. Well, both of them mm. don't. I mean, they're. Both I know they vamp- both look exactly. They're same. all vampires. Everybody's a vampire <laughs> in, 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 in Hollywood. In, in yeah. Hollywood, yeah. Do you want to die? Yeah. Speaking of Gwen, <laughs> that song is about vampire. By the way, just I, uh, I, I think it's a it's a great heartbreak perspective. The guy cheats on his girlfriend and knows that he screwed up, and he's you know his obsession's a little unsettling. Uh, some of the lyrics, "I'll be there till the stars don't shine, till the heavens burst, till the." words don't and the words don't rhyme so yeah you're getting out of you're getting rid of a psychopath here so i think it's a little obsessive Uh, um you know this was before social media and before you know the technology we have now but i think the behavior this this uh jack noseworthy's character demonstrates in the video is very unsettling and almost borderline abusive and just very scary so jesus christ this is more of a (laughs) warning sign than it is a breakup song like get rid of this guy or get rid of this girl that's gonna totally ruin your life and i think it serves as more of a warning sign but great song i love it what do you guys think Honestly, uh, I I had never heard this song until you selected it, Steffi. So I had to like what? go and I Joseph, said, look, Joseph, I'm gonna, I, preface it. Y'all, let me Joseph, finish. Joseph, yeah, Joseph, preface it. Joseph does not. He's not a fan okay. of Bon Jovi, right, Joseph? Okay, uh, okay, okay. All right. Um, yes, I'm not really a fan of Bon Jovi. <laughs> not even at a strip club. <laughs> well, right. Is Bon Jovi stripping? Maybe. Uh, go ahead. I'm a fan of Fifty Cent, but I know in the club, like. <laughs> go ahead, Joseph. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I, I I I did read the backstory and you know how it was written for the failed movie and, and how he, he decided not to allow it. Stop rubbing it. your hands. And show, <laughs> sorry. Oh. Keep rubbing your hands. Sorry. I just, <laughs> you can hear that? Yeah. <laughs> so think of everything. <laughs> I didn't know you guys can hear that. <laughs> uh, 
Well, we're here to talk about the song, so I'll leave I'll leave the the visual out of this argument. Although I did find the video a bit cheesy, and I mean, come on, is it necessary for the guys to take their shirts off? Like, especially yes. the Very. especially Always. the painter, especially the painter. Like, like, <laughs> oh, this 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 shirt is getting in the way of my creativity. I got some paint on my right? bicep. No muscle tone whatsoever. <laughs> This was before creatine. (laughs) So I mean, before athletic greens. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying not to put the the visual on the song uh, together. But so the Romeo is bleeding part. I thought was uh, a little bit cheesy. I know that I did with you over there. It was a great opening. I didn't think so. (laughs) The Romeo is bleeding part. I thought was. I mean, I know it was written for the movie. So I thought you know. Yeah, hey, the, if it was written for the movie, well, then that works. But when he when he decided to shelve it and 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 you know then revisit it and redo it, he should have cut that part out. I mean, there's no point to it anymore. I got a little confused with the with the chorus part. To me, it, it sounds more like um like wedding vows, like like uh, he's stating all these things like like he's gonna he's he that he would have said when he's when he's getting married. Like so, I, that was you know. I saw that. Um, so I was wondering, is this really like a breakup song? It's just like a love letter. But, you know, you go further into it. And yes. And you, um, you hear more stuff. It's like I noticed the uh, similarities in, in most of our songs, uh, mainly memories and pictures left behind. I think that comes out a lot. So I think those two things uh, are in at least three of our five selections, maybe even four. Uh, but that's what breakups are, you know, right? Old pictures and, and fading memories. Uh, this is, to me, totally an 80s style power ballad even though it was in 1994 i think uh yep bon jovi was still like riding that i mean i know he was he was big in the 80s and and to go back to what i said i i I didn't really know this song to me bon jovi is like what's the song wanted dead or alive and then i don't know anything about you until until uh, it's my life because it's my life was like everywhere so i i didn't even know like it was like from one day to the next wanted dead or alive it's my life. I don't know anything else. You don't know Bad that. Medicine? Oh, okay. Bed of Roses, also a good song. But more uh, at first, song. I didn't know Bad Medicine was a Bon Jovi song. I knew the song, but I didn't know it was him. I get, I just really get that vibe from this this uh, song that it's um, it's it's more in that '80s style of um, power ballad, broken heart. So it's not like um, dark, I guess, or I don't want to say dark because we, we we've talked about. 10 90s music uh <laughs> we've talked about 90s music and how we were in this um time where we got more heavier songs maybe deeper darker songs so it, it's i i see it as that more than anything so it kind of takes uh, if in personally takes away from like this 90s style even though um obviously like i said isn't but it is i i do hear uh the breakup s of it i just get confused a little bit with like the chords that I mentioned. Now I, I thought it seems more like a vow, like I'm vowing to, to love you, but you're already broken. So you're broken up. So why are you vowing to keep going? Anyway, so it, it's kind of like that decades, every breath you take where everybody was using that song for their wedding. <laughs> why and... would you compare it to that song? God, right, yeah. a, well, let's, okay, Bob, well, let's get, you uh, no, 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 no. Lindy looks like she's ready to, right, Lindy, so I want to hear what Lindy Lindy. Lindy. She's going to kill me. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> wants to kill me. I, I fucking heard that song i'm just podcasting um, no i think this is a really good choice um this is also a song that i would put on when i was feeling kind of heartbroken myself when in relation to the video and the whole like you asked like why he would go for carrie russell over carla cugino 
I think it's because I always viewed this. I think like I always think as Carlo Gugino and Carrie Russell's characters are like sisters, where the younger one is just living with her older sister and her mm-hmm. boyfriend. That's the way I see it. That's how what I thought it was. And so it's like it's the younger sister aspect, and she does have beautiful fucking hair. Right? Yeah, thank you, thank you, amazing hair. Um, but yeah, and then Carla goes and does she even cheat on him, or does she just get painted nude? Like, does I, I don't remember. I did watch the video. I just it was a few days ago. I just don't remember. So like, oh. if she even cheat on him, but she he was just painting her, right? Doesn't she wake up naked like, and he's he leaves or something? No, maybe. Remember. Oh yeah, yeah. she wakes up yeah. naked but, in his bed and he's not yeah. there. But. But then she calls her blonde boyfriend and tells him, I'm all for being honest, well, but why would you invite him over to the fucking studio just so he can fucking burn it down? She right? didn't She didn't tell him. She showed him the painting and he flipped out because she was naked in the didn't painting. did he stab it? Wasn't he? Yeah, like he stabbed it first. Did, and then burned it. <laughs> and and then burned so, violent. Place the ground. so violent. <laughs> He's bad news. But, yeah, no, I just... I don't know. I just don't understand her actions in this. He cheated first, so he's totally the fucking douchebag. And, but, uh, yeah. And real, real quick, I just want to say, because like I said, I, I didn't want to... It's about the song, so I didn't want to put the two together. I don't see... I, I didn't agree with, with you, Steph. I think you said that the video went with the song. I don't. I didn't hear in the song that the guy cheated. Did he, did he say that? It, in the video, the guy is like a... Yeah, he cheats on the girl. He's a douchebag. And then he gets pissed off when the girl goes off and does her own thing. I don't hear any of that in the song. I hear the song is just like, you know, uh, just kind of break up lyrics. And like I said, the, the confusing part that I got in the course. So I, I didn't think that the video went with the with the song. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm with you on that one. Like, I think that like uh, with... Which is why you separate the visual from the song. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to do it. Like, I think with, with Don't Speak... The video and the song kind of go hand in hand, and it like enhances the song. And I think like, this one, like "Let Her Cry," the video makes no sense. I don't know what's going on in the video, from top to bottom or bottom to top, <laughs> different camera angles. Uh, first of all, Bon Jovi has the voice of an angel, like Michael Bolton. Okay, so you can't really talk shit about him with that. This is I like this song. The first time I heard it when it was uh, "I'll Remember You" by Skid Row, because that's exactly what it reminds me of. It seems like uh, it, it honestly seems like a song that. Bon Jovi sings so he can get girls at his concerts to go backstage. Like I could see him like wiping a tear from his eye and then turning around and winking at the girl in the front row. You know what I mean? I, I can't take it too seriously for this one. It is a good song. It is a good little breakup song, but uh, it's going to piss a lot of people off. This is just like Randy's pick when we did best cover song. It's like singing in front of a mirror to yourself. And I think that's what he's kind of doing. Singing it to get uh, that was Whitney Houston, by the way. He's just like singing it with, with no emotion just so that way he can, you know, get the girls in the front row to come backstage and hang out. By the way, Bon Jovi's been happily married since like 1984. So I don't know if he, that was his, you know, that was his sort of target, but you know, what? good interpretation. And, How uh, do you know he's been happily married? How do you know? I know his gardener's my cousin. <laughs> so we'll go on to my selection. So I selected you ought to know by Alanis Morissette. Those first lyrics I want you to know that I'm happy for you. I wish nothing but the best for you both. Bullshit. Alanis <laughs> unleashed this extemporaneous indignation as soon as the song breaks and reveals what it's truly about. So I love the fact that, you know, the song starts off like, okay, she's she's letting go of her boyfriend and, and you know, who cheated. And then, bam, she, like, right in the second verse or right in the second line, she, she breaks into what the song is really about. I thought that was brilliant. You don't hear a lot of songs do that. She starts comparing herself to her ex's, her, her ex's current lover. And, I mean, a lot of us do that, right? I'm better than him or I'm better than her. But, you know, in my case, 
the lyrics would be, can he make a breakfast quiche like me? Can he kick ass in Mario Kart like me? You know, it wouldn't be the shit that Alanis was talking about. This song is scathing. This woman is hurt. She doesn't want the, the couple to fail. She wants her ex to fuck off and die like he promised he would once they broke up. You know, she went down on you in a theater. I can't even get somebody to share their fucking raisinets with me. So that's the kind of girlfriend Alanis was. How do you dump a girl like that? And what compounds all this is the only thing worse than being broken up with is your ex finding somebody immediately. I think that's happened to a lot of us where you kind of figured, was this going on behind the scenes? Was, was this somebody laying in, in waiting when, cause you know, that's, there's nothing worse than your ex moving on within, you know, weeks, months or whatever, while you're still trying to figure out what just happened to the relationship. And that's what Atlantis is demonstrating in this song. If you watch the Atlantis Morissette doc on HBO max, uh, the one she's disavowed, you know, publicly, there's a cool story where this rock DJ in LA played this song and the phone lines were, flooded people rushed the office in mass hysteria human sacrifice cats and dogs living together it was mayhem because this song just exploded and it's a scathing song about who bob who's this song about uncle fucking joey Hey, not Uncle Joey. Allegedly. Oh, yeah, Uncle Joey. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Joey. Dave Coulier. Dave Coulier, the Canadian that did it to her. Jeez. In in a 2008 interview with the Calgary Herald, uh, Coulier claimed that this song is about their former Rocky relationship. The actor-comedian said that he first heard the track when he was driving. And he said, I said, wow, this girl is angry. And then I said, oh, man, I think it's Alanis. And Coulier, Coulier revealed, I listened to this song over and over again, and I said, I think I have really hurt this person. Well, no shit, Uncle Joey. You, fuck, you fucked her. Alanis poured her heart. This song is both vulnerable and, it, and about not taking the loss of someone sitting down. It's angry. It's visceral. And most importantly, it's honest. And we've all been there we all have felt the exact same way she did only the people we felt that way about didn't have a chipmunk in a suit as a hand puppet so i love the fact that this song is so raw it's visceral it's not about taking the breakup sitting down it's about you hurt me so bad that i am going to express myself in song and anger and tell you to go fuck yourself what do y'all think about this song i think your argument right there kind of gave me a my rebuttal right there i don't yes okay there's clearly a breakup subject matter but i don't necessarily and this goes back to uh the 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 question that you posed in the beginning uh are getting i'm getting over this heartbreak i don't think this is an i'm getting over this heartbreak song or i'm heartbroken breakup song this is a straight up and i'm not and this isn't me saying that i don't like the song i mean we all love this song i see this as a revenge this is i'm i'm airing everything out i'm telling the world the what you did what i did for you you're a fucking asshole you die uh and, and it's 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 complete revenge i'm he and she did she immortalized this guy in song we hear this song we know who it's about it's fucking uncle joey First off, full house immortalized <laughs> uncle joey sir <laughs> You know, he's I mean, never it's to his Uncle Joey, by the way, <laughs> he's just Joey. <laughs> yeah, I don't see this as a it's great song. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, we all love this. I've just never kind of looked at this as as a I, I mean, it has its elements, but I look at it more of as the the angry revenge song, the 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 I'm going to destroy you forever in song. And, and like I said, she did. Yeah, I mean, like 
obviously, I, I kind of agree with that. Kind of how sort of happened a little bit, I find, in that mid to late 90s. Girls were kind there was kind of almost like a little bit of the rise in the girls in the alternative yes. space and being angry and doing that. Like, like the earlier criminal and Fiona Apple, where she's like, I could break a boy just because I can. Like, these girls are, these girls were just doing a rise and they're like, Great we're going to try and find, yeah, try to finally get our stuff out there. So we got that angry girl rock and, you know, our girl came from Canada. We love her. So, of course, yeah. we, we're always going to say, yeah, Lannis. And the bit looks at, yeah, she's just, yeah. And it's like, are you thinking of her when you fuck me? Like, come on. What kind of, lo- like, who else would say that? I kind of agree that it's sort of, like, when you say something like that, it kind of feels a little revengey in a way versus yeah. the full-on breakup. But who doesn't want to scream this when you're angry and you're at someone? It is one of those great breakup all- songs to get it out. Like, yeah. I think you're all right. I think this is a very big fuck you, like, I don't need your shit anymore, just fucking choke and die kind of song, which, (laughs) not gonna lie, I've listened to this one after, like, my first boyfriend cheated on me, and that was definitely on my my, uh, rotation, and I need to just address the whole Dave Couillet thing. I'm not saying it wasn't him. I totally think it was. It's totally written about him, but six different guys have come forward and taken credit for this song. I couldn't tell you who they are because I couldn't actually find it, but Alanis did. I was reading an interview with Alanis and she would not fucking spill who it was about. Dave Coulier did take credit for it, but he retracted it again a few years later. So no one's actually. She she probably threatened to stab his ass. How how many people did she go to the movies with? (laughs) 37? One in particular. (laughs) In a row? I'm, go, I'm, go really, I'm really hey, surprised. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Lady. She, go ahead, can get hers. she can get hers. Allow it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with for it. <laughs> I mean, she, she says things in, in the lyrics that, yeah, like I'm saying, like, uh, like uh, I think Steffi said it too, like, duh, what, what is it? Duh, <laughs> and every time you speak uh, her name, does she know how you told me you would hold me until you died? Like, this is like, it's all like, uh, like you're a fucking liar and I'm, I'm, I'm telling the world, like, I want your girl to hear what I'm saying too, because I want her to know that you're a, piece of shit like i I'd and leave you basically because yeah. she's heartbroken kind of, yeah exactly. she's heartbroken well, yeah. she's angry she's angry, angry. She's definitely angry. angry she's heartbroken she's, yeah for sure she's you know, she's listened she's listened to to nothing compares to you already <laughs> <laughs> she, she's over right? that shit she's over that shit this is anger <laughs> what do i you think, think every girl who has suffered that kind of just horrible toxic maybe he cheated on her kind of just angry bullshit ending to a relationship like we really want to tell his next girlfriend what he's really like but we won't fucking touch that with a 30-foot pole Mm-hmm. For sure, and she, and she did yeah. and she she fucking let him have it you know randy I, i'm surprised you went with this song because yeah. you were talking about how a breakup song should be more like extremes more than words and then he chose like the <laughs> roughest fucking angry song. fucking breakup song angriest fucking song out of all of them middle finger of all breakup songs yeah i know man <laughs> No. it's ironic right it's ironic no i think there's one more that's the the Khalees, i hate you right now oh Khalees, caught out yeah. there she's like i hate you right now ah! and it's like okay can you be any more angrier in a song Woo! i just gotta say this i just gotta say this i gotta say so she is the queen of alternative music in the 90s you know this is mm-hmm. the greatest angriest love song of the 90s I, I i can admit that love song or anti-love song of the 90s but there's no fucking way, again, that you can tell me that the best breakup song of the 90s is about Dave Coulier. There's no fucking person alive that's going to be able to convince me that the greatest breakup song is about Dave fucking Uncle Joey. Jeez, or Joey. Whatever the fuck. There's no way. There's no fucking way. 
Okay. Well, if it helps, on several lists I looked up, it was how our it was I'll uh what was it Whitney Houston's I love you for, or I'll always love you. Oh. That's the best. That's, that yeah. that's the best. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Best cover song. She's singing to herself. <laughs> so that's really a breakup song. Really, I don't. Call, I I see that as a love loss, but like as a, I don't know. I don't. I don't hear breakup. No, song I think so. One. I think that's a good one. I think we overlooked it. Good point. I'm glad you no, brought we that overlooked one back. It. Yeah, we definitely yeah. overlooked. We're going to continue to overlook. You know what we also right? overlooked? Yeah, exactly. I don't think I put it on a list because I was overlooking it. <laughs> what about friends in low places? No uh, one yeah, that's a good one. That's, that's a, a good that's one. A, yeah. That's a fun one. Yeah, that one's yeah. definitely a fun one. I also debated on whether Goodbye Earl would have been a breakup song or not. Me too. <laughs> it actually is a murder song. Right? It could be both. It could be and both. His name, and his name is Earl. Right? And his name is Earl. That is the chicks. Yes. I have a question for all of you guys, actually. Oh, Maybe not 90s related, but is there a particular song that affected you? Like that was like a breakup song for you guys? Yeah, what did you that really to felt to you guys? <laughs> oh, Friends in low places. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, I've I've stated this. Did you want to go first, Joseph? No, no, go ahead. Go. Ahead. Well, I'm I, thinking, I, I, think. I stated this on a previous <laughs> podcast where I mean, it, it's not a breakup song. And Joseph <laughs> mentioned the joke earlier where <laughs> this girl that I was extremely crazy about and she broke up with me while "Hey Ya" by the Outcast was playing in the background, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Hey! Change the fucking radio station. I, you know, I got. I want to dance, but I also want to fucking cry. You know? I need a moment. <laughs> but so yeah, that song. Although it's not a breakup song, I identify it with a uh, poignant moment in my life where I got dumped. You know what? I, I would say um, Silver Chairs "Miss You Love." You ever know that one? I thought you were gonna say Cemetery. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I miss you, love. That's that the one. Song. Yeah, I know the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. good song. Good song. <laughs> What about y'all or Bob? Did you have Bob? one? No, I I always think of more than words by Extreme Man. I think that's the one. That is the one. I know I'm. I, that is the one. And then Jack Black and and what's the name's cover of it on the Jimmy Kimmel? Not Jimmy Kimmel. What's the name? Jimmy uh, Fallon. Jimmy yeah. Fallon show was hilarious. But yeah, uh, more than words, dude. I always think of that stupid. Not that stupid. That great fucking song. What about y'all? Did you all have a personal song um, that? Um, mine was for my particular situation. Um, for that seven year relationship. I briefly mentioned um, it was scars by Papa Roach. Oh and my God. I, oh, yeah. and, Good one. and I don't love you by my chemical romance. My chemical romance. Oh wow. yeah. So my gosh, those that one is songs. actually pretty heart wrenching. Yeah, those were the two songs that, that got me through that. Plus like my bestie Mo and Steph, they were there for me for that. So, mm. but That's what about you, Steph? Uh, so mine was a terrible, terrible moment. Um, so when my parents originally divorced, there was a whole cheating situation. I, as my second boyfriend, was stupid and cheated on him. It was not nice, not good. Um, and so for me, like there was like a whole week from the day I did it to the day I actually told him was like a week went by. And I had I ended up listening to It Ends Tonight by All American Rejects every day for that week because it was just like it was it was like it was what I was kind of feeling in that moment at that time. So I think that was the one breakup song. I think of all of them, that was kind of. I think that was one of my harder breakups too, as well of all the guys. Mm. Because I, it, I would agree. It was Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> I Frasier. love that show, Kelsey Grammer. Um, so I <laughs> had a beautiful mullet. Go ahead, go ahead, Randy. I, I was going to, and, and that brings up an interesting point, Steffi, because I think oftentimes, not necessarily a breakup song, but you have a soundtrack associated with someone. You know, like, I mean, there was a, a a girl I dated a long time ago. And when I hear that Tootsie Row song by what, 69 Boys or whatever, 
I, I think of her immediately, and I think of like the sort of the heartbreak, but also the good times. And I, I think we we kind of like associate a soundtrack with not just exes, but everybody we meet, but particularly mm-hmm. exes. Like a song will come back, and you'll immediately it'll take you back to a place, and it'll remind you of somebody, and it might remind you of a good time, not necessarily a heartbreak. What do you think, Joseph? True, I can agree with that. I mean, I we, we and each one has each. X has a song, I would assume. Yeah. Like you, you've all, yeah. like I think you, you, uh, Lindy says it, and, and both of you said it, like each or individual, each guy or each girl, there's a song that is specifically to them. And like, so that's the first one, like I said, the Miss You Love song that I, that I said a while ago is probably the quickest one I can think of, but, um, I'd have to really go back. So yeah. And, 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 but to me, I guess, like, well, with you, Randy, with what you said, I don't, I, I can't really, there's not a lot of songs that I can think of that, that take me to a good time in that relationship. All it's always my just, live in it's, Texas, it's just, <laughs> they do, you know, like but, the desert's <laughs> miss the rain. What about that <laughs> But all my, any song that I, I, that, that gives me that memory to a past relationship, it's usually the one that, you know, it's, oh, it's the one that caught your attention at the time that it ended. Like I have Snuff by Slipknot. That, that's a song that, that I think of that reminds me of a girl and that's a more recent one. So <laughs> interesting. Not walking on broken glass by Annie Lennox. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't elicit any. Emotion. Annie Lennox is fucking awesome. By the way. <laughs> um, uh, last word guys on, on 90s breakup songs. Uh, we talked about it. What are some of the thoughts now that we've covered it, that you'll go away with from memories of that decade and, and breakup songs of that decade in particular? There's a lot of wonders. Yeah, there's a lot of one hit wonders. There's a lot of different types of the breakup songs. Yeah. Alternative to pop to soft, uh, soft rock to Mm -hmm. ballads to Casey and Jojo. Nobody mentioned Casey and Jojo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- I think there's, th- it touches a lot of different genres in the 90s. I guess because like there were, everybody had a breakup song. True. One, I was trying to find under the Backstreet Boys, but I couldn't find much in breakup songs. They all seem to be more love songs under them. Mm. That's true. The meaning of being lonely. That was 2000. Oh, nuts. Because uh. <laughs> it was released. That was the video that was released New Year's Day or New Year's at midnight on Much Music. Wow. What a fucking day. <laughs> you, you know, I mentioned uh, uh, Michael Bolton, you know, and Saved by the Bell when Zach and Kelly break up. They're, like, oh. they're singing. Yeah. How yes. am I supposed to live without you behind it? That, that would have been a really great pick to choose. Right? I think that, I think that song was reason. from the 80s, though, because I, w- I wanted to yeah. go with that one. And I think that was late 80s. I'm You're not just jealous because of his gorgeous voice <laughs> and hair. He did have amazing hair. hair. Amazing yeah. hair. Yeah. Amazing. I don't know. I hit those notes. Jesus I Christ. Think, I think if you, Randy, because with your pick, I, I just want to say, I think if you had gone with uh, a long December, I I. I would have been more like, yeah, that's a fucking, that's a breakup song. I think that's just a yeah. depressing song in general. I mean, I don't yeah, it's necessarily yeah, a breakup song. Well, it's very, it's very sad. I, yeah, and when you when because I think you had talked to you had uh, messages my final po- two, yeah, possibly like, oh, it's going to be either this one, that one. And I think if you had gone with that one, I would have been more like, no you know, like regrets, Joseph. Like no I said, regrets. no, I, I I look at it more as a as a revenge song, but you know, it yeah. is what it is. So shifting gears a little bit, let's talk a little bit about Canadian snacks. Uh, were you guys? Yes. I, Lindy and Seth, so last week on our show, uh, Bob and Joseph reviewed some of the Canadian s- snacks that you all graciously sent us. Thank you. I haven't sampled them yet, but okay. I will soon. Were all you right. guys? Were you guys as as frustrated as I was that they never mentioned Bob and Joseph never mentioned the product's name? Like they didn't say, "Oh, we ate some Husker doozies" or "We ate some sour pucks." They were like, "We ate this." Or they Americanized everything. Like, I knew every single thing that they yeah, were talking about. 
knew what we were talking about. I put everything in the box, so I knew exactly what everything was. <laughs> that was I just forwarded her money. We, yeah. we had to we had to put it in things in the context of what people can. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like an Oreo, like a vanilla okay. Oreo, but not quite. But with yeah. so <laughs> so what, cheaps. and and a, I and and coffee. Oh, I, that would have been I love like a, like instant like a mix to go. Yeah. That would that would have been yeah. cool. Yeah, I love coffee. Coffee maker. Yeah. Um, if I'm ever in an area where where a Tim Hortons is available, I will go check it out. Totally different in Canada. It's the water. Um, completely different really That's what I think. and and they also line their cups with nicotine what oh, shit. <laughs> i mean no they don't really oh, that's no. a big that is a joke that canadians like to tell americans that's why it's so addicting <laughs> nicotine and maple syrup eh? awesome yeah. i was gonna say no uh so i really enjoy i think i mentioned the the girl scouts cookies which are called guides Yes, right. girl guides. Girl guides, not scoots. Not scoots. <laughs> and we'd have. I was like fucking Randy. <laughs> and they I gotta have get, two types. They're a national organization. I got to get the name right. I mean, and they have two uh, types of them. That's the summer, or that's usually the springtime. And uh-huh. then in the winter time, we have a mint chocolate. So Unlike yours, sense. where you have once a year, where you have all different flavors. So I have to yeah. ask the question: Have y'all had? Have y'all had American Girl Scout, Girl Scout cookies? cookies? You have. We, okay. we have Scout. a we have a little dealer in Buffalo who sends them like, to us. Yeah. <laughs> is there, can you taste the death in each one of those cookies? Like, oh fuck, oh, no wonder. corn syrup, <laughs> high fructose corn yeah, syrup, yeah. every single one of them. <laughs> like, I love sugar. I fucking love my sweets. Get these were like just I was in heaven. It was like crack. So good, so good. Yes, they're, they're like fucking crack. Right? Yes, dude, you gotta get it's the, the mint. Box. What do they call the mint? The thin, the, the, thin mints. The thin mints, but you yes. got to put them in the freezer, oh, and then you, okay. you, you wait an hour, oh, and then you yeah. eat them like that, and then you're like I, you hate yourself for the next two or three days. But it, we perfect. have our wintertime ones are kind of like the thin mints, but then they put like this layer of like mint cream on the top like of like underneath the chocolate. Yeah. So it's like yeah, the same. It's like, so good. Sounds yeah. like I'd have to run a few miles after that. Yeah, I really liked the coffee crisp thing. That thing was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you eat I, the ketchup chips? No, I'm st- I have those for Andy. I'm saying I, was, I will be down there soon. <laughs> I was trying to find ketchup Doritos, but they're only during certain seasons. Oh. And apparently yeah. the season is supposed to be in the summer. We're so gonna send to be we're gonna soon. send you Tapatio Doritos. <laughs> you can only find in the fucking oh. valley hot sauce Doritos. And by the way, ruffles all dressed. No, no dressed all, all over. We call them dressed all over. Dressed all over. Oh yeah, Which, I, have that one. I still have that one. I have that one. Saved. All seasoning. I'm like, what? Which I yesterday I was at Home Depot and I happened to find a Larry the Cable Guy everything but the kitchen sink flavor. Oh, well, we did send that one over. <laughs> so I don't. Larry the Cable Guy. I just assumed it came oh, from you wow. guys. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> check the expiration date. That might be 2002. Oh god. <laughs> you gotta get into something. Got into ruffless. Right. Ruffles. Oh, wow. Ruffles. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know. Bob and Joseph are putting together a care package for you guys. So they they mentioned uh, off camera some of the stuff. I think you're going to enjoy it. So we it's hope a lot of cigarettes and barbecue sauce. Yeah, a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> cigarettes. Oh, I quit smoking like a year ago. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right, don't worry. So before we anyway. before we sign off, guys, any suggestions, recommendations, <laughs> uh, anything that I just watched uh, Top Gun Maverick yesterday. Uh, loved it. 
I thought it was incredible. It was good. Really? If you haven't checked it out yet, Tom Cruise is still bringing it. Check it out if you haven't checked it out yet. Well, That's yeah, my he recommendation. Has to, he, he has to bring it because he fucking fired everybody else in the damn, <laughs> in the damn movie. He's like, I don't need real pilots. I am the fucking pilot. Give me the keys, <laughs> goddammit. Anybody else? Yep. I'm going to tell y'all to watch Senior Year. Oh, yeah. yeah if you haven't yet. Watch it the- was funny, and you guys are just gonna because it's she's literally like 2002. Oh, yeah, she's supposed to be Netflix, in high school right? the first, yeah, yeah, okay. It's it's good, and then at one point, they're like, She's like, Oh, she's trying to go back. She's like, Oh, that's so gay. And she's like, No, 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 you can't say that. And she's like, What about retarded? She's like, No, 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 you can't say that either. Like, she's going, <laughs> yeah. she was in a coma for 30, she's going through yeah. all these things. So, like, yeah. no, 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 it's it's so funny. I was, I it was looked, I saw so the hard. trailer, it looked like I was, I was like, Yeah, I'll check this out. Uh, I don't have anything. To recommend, I am going to suggest, though, I, I don't know if any of you all were fans of, I know I was, uh, speaking of Canadians, uh, did any of you all watch the original Kids in the Hall show? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did, did you hear about it? It's, yeah. it's back yeah, they, on yeah, Amazon. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. It, they did. They're back on Amazon Prime. I watched the first episode because I wanted to see. I've always liked that intro, that song. I always liked yeah. it, and I wanted to see if they did it again. So What's I watched the, the first uh like five minutes of one episode and they brought it's a new intro but it's the same song and i was like perfect i'm gonna hey, uh, what's the name of the guy didn't he come out in superstore also he's yeah hilarious, uh, i can't remember his name uh yeah, he's a manager in superstore so i, yeah. I thought he's he, he's he's extremely funny they're all very um we we know them we're all they're all in in, in dave foley and i was the yeah. one that most people see and stuff yeah, yeah dave foley they're all really good. We we oh, saw yeah. uh, uh, National Lampoon Senior Trip. That one guy, that oh, Star yeah. Trek, the Star Trek guy. The way yes. McDonald, yes. McDonald, Kevin McDonald, with a very young Hawkeye back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember <laughs> that having good. a having a big crush on him in that movie, and then all of a sudden he was in Hawkeye, and I was like, Oh, yeah. look at now that! He's just, now he's just a hot guy. <laughs> now he's just a hot man. Yes. <laughs> That's another movie I could recite word for word. Great movie. Senior, Senior Trip. Senior Trip. I've seen oh, it. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Don't so have funny. time. Meowski is hilarious. Meowski. What? Miyowski. What? Miyowski. What? The blonde, the blonde Asian girl. Yeah, the blonde Asian success. girl is going after the blonde Asian uh, girl. Japanese girl. Oh, that's Japanese, girl. Not Japanese girl. Okay. I was going to say what other... he actually said, but that's actually not allowed now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Dave Foley is the one we. Dave Foley is the one we we know most of all, and then yeah, obviously he's in a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have, you, have you all seen Flight Attendant? I just got through the second season. That one's a pretty great show. Pretty crazy. She's uh, uh I only heard about that chemical. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool. The first season's fucking Check awesome. Second season's pretty good. Uh, and then I just saw really Stranger cool Things, episode. the first episode today. Oh, I am on the second episode. I just watched. Oh, the yeah, second like, dude, the first episode is so good. I'm excited. Oh to watch my the rest god, of it. right? Yes, it's so Check dark. It yeah, it's, it's a whole lot darker. It looks fucking. It's. it's I spent cool. most of this episode like this, but <laughs> just like no. The end of it, I was like, "What the fuck is going on? This is this isn't what I'm used to. It's it's, it's definitely this different. This is lot not darker. what I was expecting at all. <laughs> yeah. And oh my god, I can't wait to finish it. The second half comes out on my birthday. I'm oh, waiting for sweet. the. I'm I'm waiting for the boys to come back. That's a. That's oh, a me show. too. I'm only on like episode six or seven, but I have to get it back into that. When does that come out, Joseph? June third. Oh, June. So shit, this week. Yeah. We'll ra- we'll wrap up by saying uh, any thoughts on on Ray Liotta. Uh, I just oh. uh, what a tr- tremendous oh loss, uh, big time, yeah. dude. I love Ray Liotta. It, what a good uh, good fellas, man. He that was my introduction into like the gangster mafia movies, and I couldn't stop watching all of them after that. 
Have you all seen something wild um, from 1986? He's uh, who's that guy from Dumb and Dumber? Not uh, Jim Carrey. Uh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels is in that movie. Great movie. I think that was Leota's like first major role. Uh, he's feel so the, great in it. Feel the dreams, dude. Feel I the love dreams. Yeah. Catch. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's I really loved him. Blow. I loved him in those the scenes. Yeah. As, blow. As, as, as a dad. Yeah. yeah. I I loved Sweetheart or not Heartbreakers, where it was with, Heartbreakers. Uh, oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Where he gets cheated with Jennifer Love Hewitt in that. And the mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sigourney Weaver. So good. <laughs> rest, rest in peace, Ray Liotta. And that's our show, everybody. Listeners, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up and let us know what is your favorite 90s breakup song. Most importantly, let us know what you think about the show. You may reach us at formidableopponents at gmail.com and follow us on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, by searching for Formidable Opponents. I'd like to thank Creative Little Pill for her artwork. And join us next episode as we're talking about... What are we doing next week, guys? We haven't done it. We haven't done it. Something interesting. We'll we'll do something fun. We promise. We'll do something fun. We promise. I'll let you know. (laughs) And also, we want to encourage everybody to please check out our friends at Turn of the Millennials. Check out their podcast. Very entertaining. They talk about everything. I rewatched... What are y'all doing next? Yeah, what are y'all doing next? (laughs) Um... (laughs) I think we were because it's June. We were gonna do a, a Pride episode Pride. and just talk about all of the like Pride movies and stuff and how like millennials we kind of awesome kind of, like, accepted awesome. it sort of I guess. And how acceptance <laughs> is the new thing that is super cool. Such a cool Yeah. Awesome. After after uh, listening to y'all's Empire Records um, uh, rewatch, we I rewatched it uh, from a different scope. Excellent point. So check out all of their episodes. Uh, they're tremendous. They're our friends, and we will have them back in the future. Oh, yeah, and I probably. can't wait for y'all to, like, probably do a show where you all are reviewing the stuff that we send you. This is going to be hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They will be reviewing our American <laughs> like, How come there's so much pepper and spice and all of this? <laughs> I'm like, I, I, our Canadian taste bud tongs can't handle the spice. No! <laughs> I hope you guys like ketchup. Okay, so <laughs> join us next week. So for Steffi, Lindy, Bob, and Joseph, this is Randall. We'll see you all next week. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Bye. Uncle fucking Joey. <laughs>